if I've got, I don't know, maybe five or 10 minutes and I want a quick release, you know the kind, I know the exact toy that'll do the trick. Or I know the exact friction and rhythm to deliver with my hands in order to do it too. But if I want to slow things way down for a totally different experience, when I'm not in a rush, when I can spend some true quality time with myself, there's some very specific accessories that I like to grab. Sometimes I blindfold myself or I dim the lights really low. Sometimes I use a feather up and down my arms while vibey music plays in the background. Sometimes I get as much of my body involved as I possibly can. I run my hands through my hair, down my face, and I let my fingers dance all over the surface of my skin. I put pressure on my inner thighs. I take my sweet time seducing myself before ever touching my genitals. And when I'm properly warmed up and efficiently lubed up, one of my favorite new bedroom accessories to reach for is the Oh My C from Ioba. I'm not sure what mechanism is in this thing, but the toy has a little nub that rotates at different speeds, so it mimics the sensation of being orally stimulated. It's nice, it's light, and it's quiet. Sometimes the sounds of my toys can actually take me out of my experience, so a softer, quieter toy is incredibly appreciated. I make sure to take deep breaths as I let the pleasure and sensation build, breathing it throughout my body, and when the time is just right, I pick up the speed of the rotation and I ride a full body wave of ecstasy. This is one of many acts of devotion I choose to regularly deliver to myself. And it's not about what my partner can or cannot give to me. It's about taking time to be with myself in my pleasure, doing anything and everything that feels good for me. If you're looking for a quiet, high-quality, beginner-friendly, super-cute vibe that doesn't actually vibe too hard, my personal recommendation is the Oh My See from Ioba. See the show notes for details and a discount. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Chick. This is a Soulfire production. On today's episode, I'm interviewing two people so near and dear to my heart. My best friend, Taylor Lou Dixon, and her partner, Jared Nations. Taylor Lou is a lifestyle design coach and business mentor obsessed with helping mission-driven fempreneurs scale their online businesses by mastering the art and science of deeply integrated leadership. Jared is an entrepreneur focused on building businesses in media, finance, and software. In this episode, we talk about how adventure, play, and travel are foundational pieces of their relationship, and how they incorporate these values into their everyday lives. From role play to yacht week, we cover how these two make magic wherever they go, and how they put so much intention into making their relationship not only special, but incredibly strong. Enjoy the show. And we're live. <laughs> are we live on the videos too? Whoa, crazy. Amazing adventure, travel, playfulness, <laughs> epic sex, and deeply fulfilling relationships. That is on the menu today for this episode of That Sex Podcast. Taylor Lou Coaching. Yay! <laughs> Jared Nations, two of my best friends. Hello. People I love so freaking much. Man. I just want to go down like our love, go into our love story of like how we became friends. <laughs> oh my gosh. The role. There's so much to it. Yeah. And the role <laughs> that you two play in my life and in my relationship. 
holy shit, in such a short amount of time, I have so much love, admiration, respect, red reverence, all the things um, for each of you individually and then y'all collectively. And I am so excited to share you with my audience. Yay. Yay. Very excited to be here. Yeah. We're celebrating our one year friend anniversary as well. I know. Yeah. It's really wild. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wild. It feels like it's been like 10 years. But also like two months at the same time. Something like that. I remember in a couple of our escapades, <laughs> I'll just call them escapades. <laughs> Adventures. <laughs> Adventures, yeah. yes. I remember looking at Taylor being like, you are, um, what did I say to you most recently was something like, like this is made of honor shit or like mm. some like bridesmaid, like this is what you, this is like that kind of cultivation of the friendship. It's like, oh, I love it so much. But I especially love about y'all's relationship and what I want to share with the people in my community, people in my audience, because, you know, my whole thing is how to create an epic sex life and deeply fulfilling relationships, which means going in to the exciting things then kind of crunchy things, um, the sexy things, stuff to be curious about and beyond. And what I admire out of all the things that I admire about each of you and then in y'all's relationships is the adventure piece and the travel and playfulness. And why I wanted to dig into that with y'all today specifically is because I think that a lot of couples in a lot of relationships don't have enough of that innocence, playfulness, or maybe they don't give themselves permission to go on adventures or go travel or do things as a, as a couple. And like my relationship with Jordan started with travel. You know, Mm -hmm. we went from, I was in New Orleans, he was in uh, California And then we met once in New Orleans. And then the next time I saw him was Envision Festival in Costa Rica. And I almost said this before we hit record. And I was like, I'm going to save this. But the other day I walked up to him and I was like, let's get married at a festival. (laughs) (laughs) We better be there. invite when that's a thing again, you know, um, post COVID era. But it was just like, let's invite our whole, or the party. Like if we do a little intimate kind of ceremony, let's have the party or the reception or whatever be at a festival because that's really where he fell deeply in love is in the middle of the jungle. It's pouring down rain. It's just like hard. Life was hard and we were a new relationship. And by the end of that festival and we were making the trek out of the jungle and then I skipped my flight home to New Orleans and then wound up just going with him to California. And then we continued to travel. It was through travel, play and adventure that our relationship foundation was really created and like the stress and the struggle. And so I want to dig into how (laughs) y'all's really came together. So let's dig into that, how your relationship started and where did it start? It's funny. Taylor and I have tell this story very differently. So I'm going to let her go first. And then I'm going to tell mine afterwards. Great. Jordan and I tell our stories differently. Yeah. Well, two different people. (laughs) I have different experiences. Yeah. So, okay. Jared and I met four years ago. February 2016. Jared's the one that knows all the dates. He knows the numbers. (laughs) He He knows knows the numbers. Yep. So we met about four years ago at technically in his apartment. Yep. And I met some of his friends at an oyster roast in Atlanta with some of my friends. We went back to their apartment to to keep hanging out. And Jared was asleep on the couch. It's true. <laughs> and he had a hoodie on. He had like little his little hoodie up. And he just looked so cute, curled up on this couch. <laughs> and I like, I walk in and I see him. And immediately I'm like, oh my God, who is this guy? 
And, and like my hair is standing up. I'm I'm literally just waking up from a nap. Yeah. I was I was planning on napping and relaxing and chilling. And then it's a bunch of people burst into my apartment. Loud drunk people. Yeah. Mildly yeah. tipsy. I don't know drunk. Yeah. That's what happened. And <laughs> I walk in and I have had three serious boyfriends in my life. And all three times that I have seen these people for the first time, I have had this immediate intuitive hit that we're going to be together for a long time. And it's only happened these three times. So I and you got saw- that seeing the sleepy yes. man on a couch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was confused at first because I was like, I literally don't even, I can't even get a read on this guy yet. He just woke up from a nap. Do you have a read on him now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> somewhat, somewhat. Um, but yeah, it was so wild just feeling this like overwhelming sense of like, there's something here. And I think we're going to date immediately. I knew that. (laughs) Stage five clinger immediately. Just wait. (laughs) I had to play it very cool. Um, But I, we said like two words to each other at his apartment. I went back to uh, one of my friend's apartments and we all decided to go to a concert together that night. Now, meanwhile, my friends were trying to get out of going to the concert. They wanted to go to some stupid bars in Atlanta that we always go to. And I was like, no, we are going to this concert. Like, we (laughs) are going. Because Jared was going. Yes. And I don't think I told them that at the time. I was just like, friend card, you're going to this concert. (laughs) And so we went and we had an amazing time. Jared and I really connected. And mostly we connected over a love of a very kind of obscure, very specific fantasy writer. Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. Yes. And I will never forget that moment. It was like in a dark kind of shadowy concert venue. And I don't remember exactly how it unfolded. He mentioned something about this author and I was like, what? Like, what? <laughs> you know who this is? You don't, like, you don't usually find attractive people who are into this. No. Yeah. So <laughs> we just immediately connected over that. And then we decided to really keep things light and casual for six or seven months. And we labeled it specifically light and casual. Mm -hmm. Um, Both of us were getting out of uh, long relationships, long troubled relationships, and we were not ready to jump into anything quickly. But we started out by sending each other animal videos. Yeah, like like (laughs) memes and gifts and little cute videos. Yeah, so that playfulness was there from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, was it two or three weeks after we met? Yeah. He invited me to go to Miami with him. Well, I was going to Miami for a business trip and Taylor was like, well, why don't you just pack me away in your suitcase? (laughs) And I was like, no, like, come, come to Miami. Like, get in my suitcase. Yeah, Yeah. like, come. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it maybe took her all of an hour to decide. She's like, okay, cool. I'll be there. Just bought my flight. Yep. Done and done. Oh my gosh. And we were going to like Miami Music Week. It was the most amazing weekend. We had so much fun. We danced. We've partied. We had such a great time. Yeah. We played. Yeah. And then shortly after, Jared invited me to go to Costa Rica with some of his friends. Yeah. This was maybe after like six weeks of knowing each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Let's go. (laughs) And then after that, I think I told you about an opportunity for us to go to Greece Yacht Week. I think that was, maybe that was before we even went to Costa Rica. 
Okay. Yeah. Planting the seeds. Yeah. Yes. Regardless, we ended up going all in this one, like probably six month time frame. We went to Miami. We went to Costa Rica. We went to Greece. We went to Croatia. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Chicago for Lollapalooza. We Mm. went to your mountain house. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So basically like the first six, seven months, we were not officially dating. And you were super light and casual. And we were very light and casual yeah. when we were traveling the world. Well, you and and all of our all of our friends just constantly told us we were dating. We're, like, we're not dating. We're not dating at all. We're just having fun. And then <laughs> I'll never forget, we were on a cliff in Dubrovnik, Croatia. And I finally agreed to be pre-dating. <laughs> What the hell is pre-dating? I would, I would, I would ask Taylor to go on dates with me. She's like, no, I don't want to go on dates. Well, that's kind of how. But we would go on dates all the time. We would go do yoga together. Mm. Then we'd go and get frozen get yogurt. Ice, get frozen yogurt at Pinkberry, and then we'd go see a movies. And we would, we would do this like every week. We would go out to bars you were together. Going on dates, yeah, hundred nope. <laughs> percent. But it was not like get dressed up and we're going to dinner. Like, let me buy you dinner. It wasn't like that at all. No, it was. And what I really appreciated about that is we set such a beautiful foundation of friendship and partnership from day one. And our communication was really, really spot on because um, I was still untangling from a past relationship and he was just fully in the know of all of that. I was super honest and upfront about my emotions, about where I was at. And it took me a little bit longer to get there because Mm -hmm. I, my heart was still in another place in the beginning. Um, and, but Jared just showed up so consistently, like he was just so consistently there for me and never put pressure on me at any point. And he told me later, he was like, I knew eventually that you would choose me. And I knew that you were worth waiting for. No. And then she had a panic attack. Yeah. Like a legit panic attack. She almost like fell over. She was like, I didn't. (laughs) It's true. We were we were in a bar, and Jared told me pretty much that that what I just said. That needs to be on a meme somewhere. (laughs) I was like, I actually did start hyperventilating. Yeah, I really. And Taylor never gets panic attacks ever. No, no, that's yeah, maybe the only one. And then on Sunday after we bought a house, then we're 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 we're, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Yeah. So he well he also he told me that like since meeting me like. He hadn't gone on dates with anyone else. He had not kissed anyone else. He had done nothing with anyone mm-hmm. else. And during this whole time, we had a very open container. Like there was no, there were no agreements. That um, we were exclusive. The agreement we was dating. that you weren't. Yeah. The friends. agreement is that we were like, kind of like best friends in this. Were you and lovers sleeping and together? Yeah, like, we, we were. <laughs> but we were with like, Taylor and I are... Our relationship is built on this like best friend energy. Mm-hmm. And that's what we immediately bonded over. We had so many shared interests. We had shared lifestyles. We had shared goals and dreams and just how we enjoyed living our lives. And that's what we immediately bonded. It was like an immediate connection over that and to the point where it was just like magnetic. Mm-hmm. And there was definitely that immediate sexual connection. 100%. <laughs> Let's yeah. not glaze over 100%. That. Absolutely. <laughs> We got a lot of stories on that, but yeah. for now, we'll just leave it at. <laughs> so, but my experience with Taylor in the, in the very, very beginning was, yeah, we said two words to each other at the house. I didn't get the intuitive hit that we would be dating yet. I wasn't aware of that <laughs> at the moment. But then at the, at the concert, you know, we, we just, 
I, didn't, I hadn't met anybody like Taylor before. We had all these shared interests of things that my current network and group of friends weren't interested in. And Taylor and I really bonded over that. And it was just like the most exciting conversation I'd been a part of in years. Mm-hmm. And I actually went to my best friend, Fred, at the time. And I was like, Fred, I just met the girl I'm going to marry. And we had been talking for like two hours. But it was so funny, too, because the entire time we're all hanging out as this little group, Taylor is vocally saying to everybody, we're all just going to be friends. Everybody here is just going to be best friends. There's nobody here who's going to get involved with anybody. And all at the same time, sending me so many mixed messages about what she actually wanted. <laughs> this is true. The next, the next night. Okay, I was fighting it. Was we, we, were all, fighting we, all, we all hung out all night that night after we met. And then the next day we hung out all day. And we all went back to this oyster festival. And it's like a Sunday night. It's like six o'clock and everybody goes home, but Taylor stays. And then it's like me, my two roommates and Taylor. I'm like, it's a Sunday night. We all got stuff going on. I'm flying to Miami the next day at five o'clock in the morning. And Taylor's just not leaving. And we're like, hey, we're going to go to dinner. And she's like, okay, I'll come. <laughs> and we're like, okay, sure. So we all go to this, we all walk to this restaurant. And then it's like seven, eight, nine o'clock. We walk back. And then my roommate went to bed. My other roommate went to bed. And mm-hmm. Taylor and I are just chatting on the couch. just yakking away for hours and hours and hours and it really felt like we had known each other forever it's one of those relationships where it's like wow i feel like one we were meant to meet each other and two it was just we dropped in so immediately mm-hmm. and then it's like one o'clock in the morning was there ever a point in time where you're like like this is weird yes okay yeah because <laughs> like, once again so many mixed messages okay like when a girl, i was like when a girl was that interested okay usually there is like Okay, wow, there's that physical tension as uh-huh. well. Like, here's my boobs. No. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. But the entire time, Taylor was saying things like, we're just going to be best friends. You're going to come over to my apartment and sleep over and play video games with me. I was like, who are you? What? Who says that? And I don't play Taylor video has games. never owned a video game system <laughs> ever. She doesn't play video games. It, just, it was just a lie. And I could see that. And I was like, all right, this is super interesting. And I'm very curious about this. And it's one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, all right, I got a flight in four hours. I got to go to bed. She's like, okay, I'll just stay here. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, she was like, I'll sleep on the couch. Yes, I did say that. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then me, and I'm I'm being 100 percent honest. Okay. I was like, oh, the couch is really uncomfortable. You don't want to sleep there. Meaning get an Uber and go home. Oh. You know, because I was like, I was like, okay, you know, she doesn't she wants to be friends. This is what friends do. Friends don't sleep together. Mm-hmm. And Tara was like, no, I'll just sleep in your bed. <laughs> I love way this more story. comfortable. It's so way more comfortable. Much. I love getting both sides of this yeah. story right now. <laughs> and so I'm just like so because you know I'm a guy and I'm very attracted to Taylor and I knew that there was something there, but the entire time, I, the way I show up as a person is I, I let people have their own experience. I'm not a, someone who's like a hard pusher. Like, hey, this is this is what I really want, and you need to agree with me. I like to let people come to that decision themselves. And so I was never like, I never made any moves on Taylor in that moment. I never really did anything like that with Taylor in that moment, but except for the one comment. Yeah. You want to share that? Yes. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what you said, but you said something along the line. It's like of, two o'clock in the morning, too. Is, he goes, Sometimes I grope in the middle <laughs> of the night. <laughs> it was something along those lines. I was basically like, you when know, like you I had a, I had a like, queen, I had a queen bed. And so it's not like we had a, a luxuriously large bed with two people in it. And, you know, 
I'm a snuggler. I like to snuggle. Oh. And so if I roll group? over in the middle of the night and just kind of like grab on, what's going to happen? I was just kind of testing the waters. <laughs> he was testing see. the waters. A hundred percent. testing the waters oh to see gosh. what's up. Oh my gosh. Okay. And so then you wound up in Miami like a day later. No, no, no. Okay, so I went to, I left, I left for Miami Okay, and, uh, maybe it was like that night Taylor sends me a little cute animal video or maybe mm. it was something like that. And I was like, Oh, it's nice. She's thinking about yeah, me. Uh huh. And then, so we just, and from that day we have not stopped texting and talking and connecting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it was like a couple of days after I think that you invited me to go back to Miami. That was like, going back. Yeah, I was like the week after or whatever. Yeah. But when I got back from Miami, so I left Taylor in my apartment that morning. Both my roommates went to work. I left Taylor in there <laughs> and I come back maybe four <laughs> days later or whatever. And, and she's still there. <laughs> still there. <laughs> That's what it sounded like you were um, going to. No, no, no. And she made my bed and she like wrote me this little note. Mm-hmm. And my like number one love language is acts, acts of, of service. service. And you know this. nobody mm-hmm. had ever done anything like that for me. And I was like, wow, that is so amazing. That's Such so a great th- gift from a friend. Yeah. Which Just a dear clearly, friend. clearly she had no interest in being my friend. Right. Well, from my perspective, I was just lying to myself because I felt that instant connection with Jared right away. I felt like there definitely was going to be something there. And at the same time, I wasn't fully emotionally available. Right. And so it was like I was telling myself like, oh, you can still have this connection with this amazing person and keep it platonic. And I've always kind of had this fantasy of like being able to have a platonic relationship with a guy. Mm-hmm. And the huge problem with that is you can't have a platonic relationship with someone that you're already that you are also massively attracted to mm-hmm. and feel like you're going to date for many, many years. <laughs> right. Well, that's so, the, that's the biggest piece, because I've had to forge platonic relationships with people that I am massively attracted to. And I'm sure like Jordan has had to do that, too. Yeah. But. I'm also not looking at that person like maybe we're going to run off into the sunset together. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So and it was definitely a time in my life. I think what's really interesting about Jared and I's relationship is that we really grew into personal development and spirituality together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When we first met, we were not on that path. I was feeling really lost at the time, like getting out of a toxic relationship. Like I was just trying to buffer all day, every day, which is Mm -hmm. part of the reason why when we had this amazing weekend together, I just wanted to keep it going. Like, let, let's just hang out all night. Let's invite all of our friends back over. Like, I just didn't want to be alone at that point right. in time. I didn't really want to be alone with my thoughts. I didn't really want to be alone with like my life that I wasn't super happy with. And Jared was also just kind of dealing with his own set of things. Mm-hmm. And then we started going down this incredible growth path together. And I think it's really amazing that we grew together instead of apart, because especially with the work that I do, I see so many relationships break because of one partner is going down a growth path and the other person is just not getting there with them. Um, Or they just grow in different directions. And so I think that is really an amazing part of our story is that we both are such growth oriented people now. And that's just like a massive part of our life. Was that something that happened? Like the whole understanding the growth thing? When did that happen? Was that something that happened pretty early on? Or was like after the predating or? It was after that. It was probably like a year 
Yeah, I would say it was a year later. But I mean, something that Taylor and I, I feel like what allows us to kind of grow and still remain really, really close and bonded is our shared values. Mm -hmm. And I mean, one of those shared values is growth and like supporting each other in our growth. Mm -hmm. And then also that adventure piece, which was so apparent immediately over those first six months where we just said yes to every adventure. Like regardless of cost, regardless of what our lifestyle looked like, we're just like, we're doing all of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the main reasons why we can kind of grow and move all these different directions, but stay bonded because we really have that shared value of right. adventure, play, freedom, curiosity, everything like that. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. The whole stint of like going in all the place, going to all the places and really forging this uh, I would say it's like a foundational, you say it's one of your values. What were some of the things that you learned about each other very quickly while you were moving around, entertaining this, like, we're not really dating, we're keeping it light and casual. What were some of the things that you recognize? Let's go first with some of the stuff that was like, like, ooh, that's kind of sticky. And like, maybe that's mm. going to be like if we, if we stay together and we're not so light and casual, <laughs> mm. was there anything that like came up through your travels and like getting to know somebody that intimately while having your unique container while also traveling? If you dare, <laughs> who's going to go first? I feel like I know what Jared's going to say. What you am go I going to say? You go first. The, the stickiest piece of it for me was knowing where Taylor could be and seeing where she was at that time. And not, not knowing when she would have that realization or if she would have that realization and kind of that internal battle of like, how long do I wait? Like, what do I do in mm -hmm. that scenario? And then also just watching, as Taylor mentioned, the buffering. Like there'd be some times when Taylor would try to kind of rework those patterns from her last relationship of like fighting because she was seeking that intensity. Mm -hmm. and our relationship does not have that fighting intensity to it and she was really kind of missing that and so receiving that was also pretty sticky and tough mm -hmm. yeah but it but, seems like you held your ground yeah I mean there were some cases off. where I would just be like whatever Taylor like I know this isn't you and I would just kind of let her have that experience and go to sleep and I would just leave mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. trusting and knowing that she has to go through this herself and she has to come to this realization herself. And nothing I could say in that moment would convince her otherwise to be like, this isn't who you are. She'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> right. Not at that time. Yeah. <laughs> right. You can probably say parts of that now and it's more well-received. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're completely different people now. 100%. Like, completely. It's, um, and, and part of that, a lot of that is because of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Like we've really been able to bring out the best in each other and like help each other grow so massively and exponentially that it's really kind of funny to think back on these stories because it just feels like another lifetime. Right. It like does. who is that person? Like yeah. even looking at pictures. Look like I babies. I have those too. Look like babies yeah. and like just the way like I look back at, at myself from however many years ago and just like the way that I was holding myself and mm -hmm. like, like just the aura around me. You know, I had a few less wrinkles, which I wish that I feel like there's a premature thing that was ha that's happening on my forehead but like I really wish I would have done something great with how I appeared on camera now it's a little bit different look she looks like magic but she's got you know oh my some furrow lines anyway so what was something that uh you learned 
through going through that process. And then I want to hear about some of the really exciting things that turned into what you know of as your values now. Yeah. Yeah. So I quickly realized that Jared was not very in touch with himself. He was not very self-aware at the time at all, which is crazy now because he's so self-aware. Again, it's hard to like remember back to these times, but I would ask him like very basic questions about like his preferences and just who he was and his dreams and things like that. And he just like didn't have an answer. And we would stay up late at night playing this game called Truths, where we basically just asked each other a bunch of questions. Did you make this game up or is this an actual game? Well, I made it up, but I'm sure like it's not like the most original. It's thing half of truth or dare without the dares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so asking questions yeah. and yeah. answering truthfully. Yes. Great. Yes. That's but the premise. Truths, the, the premise of truth is you have to tell the truth, mm-hmm. which is yeah. also kind of like what you just said, like a foundational piece of our relationship is mm-hmm. telling the truth. Mm-hmm. You have to tell the truth. Yeah. So that opened up like so many amazing conversations for us. But at first I was a little concerned because even though I was in a very different place than I am now and I was buffering a lot and I was just trying to figure things out. Um, I was still pretty self-aware. I've been pretty self-aware for a long time. And so it, I just found it a little bit concerning of like, oh, you know, I, I want to be with someone who really knows themselves. Mm-hmm. But we, we learned about it, it ourselves together, which right. was way more powerful for us. Love it. I, I thought you were going to talk about your, your like fleeing energy. How you always kind of wanted to flee the situation. Leaving pattern. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not a leaving personality type though. But mm. you had a pattern of leaving. For sure. Like I'd just rather get away from the I'd situation. I'd rather just leave. I'd rather just like not sit in this conflict. And I'd let me sleep. Yeah, I have some well, of that too. Not even not even that. We would like when we booked the trip to go to Costa Rica, she was something something was up with that where you were like, mm, I think we should just be friends and then break up after we go to Costa Rica. <laughs> Break break up from being light and casual. Yeah. 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 Anything to share on that? No. This was supposed to be your thing. No, that where I are you was now? worried about. <laughs> now it's back to me. Well somehow. I'm glad that you went through all of that. Traveled around the world, went in deep, went into light and casual, had a bunch of breakthrough moments. And then I assume eventually you said, Yes, let's do that. Because mm-hmm. yes. we are in a totally different place now. Yes. But yes, let's we do did. this. Um, I want to hear about a little about that time when you're like, yes, let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. And then when you, I'm really intrigued by the whole personal growth and development stuff that you've done together. I'd love to hear some examples that, that happened, like whether that's some kind of course you did, or like, I don't want to give it all away. Cause I'm like, I want to list off all the things that I know that you do, <laughs> but I think you get like programs that you are a part of and just how it became so important and relevant in your relationship that this is something that we need to prioritize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think we, Lollapalooza, we went to Lollapalooza. This was like six months into light and casual. (laughs) We were predating at this point. Yeah, we were. Mm -mm. Cause that was before Croatia. Oh, okay. So maybe this was just a personal breakthrough for me where I was like, I just remember thinking to myself, like, I would be so stupid to let this man out of my life. Like, that would be the dumbest thing I could ever do. Um, And then after that, 
in my mind, I feel like my mindset shifted to be a lot more serious about us. And then on the cliff in Croatia, we decided to pre-date. And then shortly after we went on our first date. Yeah. And we, from then on, it was like, we're dating. And then shortly after you said you loved me. No. Yeah. And that was shortly after like five months after. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor's not too good at timelines. I'm really bad at timelines. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, we decided to go all in. Well, kind of what's interesting about our, our first date, our first real date is we went to like this mm, fair or something. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know what it was in Atlanta. And we waited in line for like an hour and a half for this tarot card reader. Okay. <laughs> like by the time the, the night ended, that was the only thing we did. But we got to the front and Tara and I both, she did like two. She did one. Past, present, future. Yeah. For both of us. And we each got different pasts, different presents, and the same future. And the same future was... The Fool. The Fool, which is like jumping off the cliff into the unknown. And I feel like that was just kind of a telling piece of our relationship of like, we were jumping into the unknown and it could be amazing and wonderful, or it could be absolutely crash and burn. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. Yep. <laughs> we were mm-hmm. like, and it's been, okay, great. And it's been beautiful, wonderful, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As really awesome relationships usually mm-hmm. are comprised of those elements. Yeah. Okay. And then with the personal development aspect, gosh, this is a little murky too, but do you know? What the I feel like I have an answer to this. I don't think it's the answer you, you're looking for, mm. but I think it's unique. I, from my just perspective, being with Taylor motivates me just to be my best self always. And I feel like that's kind of the energy our relationship has, where that's how it moves in between us, where it just motivates us back and forth. Yeah. And I honestly don't even really remember if there was like a course or a mastermind or anything that we did that was like, oh, wow, this breakthrough moment between us where it was literally just the conversations we had and the curiosities that we had and just leaning into all that and saying yes to all that, where it just snapped and it just like shot us into this path that's Mm -hmm. incredible yeah yeah I mean we definitely like grew each other a lot naturally and I started getting into a lot of the personal development books and joined a group program for business coaching that was also for some personal development aspects um and then I started like going really deep into that world um, and at first Jared was a little bit like, what's happening? What are you doing? Are you direct quote? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to grow out your armpit hair and move to the jungle? Yeah. <laughs> she, she brought Palo Santo home for the first time. And I was like, what is this? What are you doing right and now? And now he's like all day long around his desk. Right. And, and yeah, absolutely. I definitely, this is leading up to where you are now. Yeah. You can yeah. tell. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we, um. Yeah. And Jared's always been really into yoga, which was hit, which was mm-hmm. his access point to really developing his spirituality more. And then moving to Austin, Texas was like, was that the big thing? <sighs> yeah. Definitely. You got the hits, moved to Texas. Yeah. And, and that was two and a half years yeah. ago. And Taylor and I are both kinetic learners. Mm-hmm. We learn almost through osmosis by like who we surround ourselves with in a very powerful way. And so moving to Austin was just and up-level in so many different ways. We up-leveled mm-hmm. our contacts, our community, 
who we spent time with, what books we read, what so we listened good. to. Mm -hmm. And then you were surrounded by a community of people who do basically what Taylor does in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. So now your friends are continuously inspiring. How do we be our best selves around yeah. each other for each other? 100%. Love it so fucking much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now my next piece, a big part of this, you know, it's my, it's my unique. So I go twirl things on the desk now. <laughs> um, the role that I feel and I believe that I play in, in our group of friends is the one that's like kind of encouraging and pushing, like, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about our relationships in a unique and different way. I have this idea, this crazy idea that if my friends are having a great sex life, if they have a great sex life and they're connecting in that way, then they're better friends. And I don't know if it's true. It feels pretty true here in Austin, but maybe that was going to be true regardless. And so um, I want to talk about a little bit about the role that sex has played. You know, in the beginning, it's like, oh, I'm just really attracted to this, to this man. And we have so much in common and it's so breezy and light and casual. But then there's this, you know, the sexual component and then moving into we're going to be in a relationship long term. Fast forward, personal development, ahas, spiritual, more layers of spiritual awakening, I'd say, moving to Austin and growing you know, forging this life together. Um, congratulations to the two of you because we haven't said it officially. I mean, you did a little <laughs> while ago on the new house that Thank happened you. so yeah. fast. Thank yep. you. But like just considering all of where you've been, this journey, play, love, life, all of that, considering the element of sex in that and what you're creating in life, like what a little bit about like how the trajectory has looked over time of the role sex has played. And then what does it mean to you now? So I feel like Jared and I, from the beginning, have been very playful and experiential in our sex life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is a lot to share. <laughs> but in the very beginning. Well, well, why don't you go like a little bit I was gonna talk further. About I know. Sex. you're. Yeah. Why don't you go a little bit further about like <laughs> the container we had before we had sex? Mm. Well, why don't you share about that? So like when Taylor and I met, like there was a very, very strong physical attraction mm -hmm. and there was a really, really strong emotional attraction. And we, we didn't jump immediately into like the physical. We didn't, we didn't have sex for, I don't know, maybe a month or so. Mm -hmm. And we hung out like all the time mm -hmm. during that time. And there was like, it was like, we were just trying to like keep two magnets apart. Cut the physical attraction with a knife. I'm actually yeah. like remembering back to that moment now or those, that series of moments. And yeah. that was actually so awesome and yeah. fun. And it was like the most amazing yeah. buildup. And we would, oh my God, it was like our, it was like a month of foreplay. Fire. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was like a mm -hmm. month of foreplay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then. <laughs> we oh god I don't even know how to describe this but basically the first time we had sex it was like role play sex right yeah okay because I time. was going I you knew I was going to ask at some point if you didn't outright talk about the role play situation I was going to ask about it at some point yeah like that was you are a character yes so I can yes. fully imagine what sex can be like yes <laughs> and it's just funny now thinking back like the very first time we had sex we were role playing what was yeah. your roles yeah <laughs> I I was like this Eskimo hunter in an igloo and <laughs> I can't believe we're, we're and telling this. Uh, Taylor I don't know what an Eskimo wife is or anything like that but, <laughs> but this, I was like... bringing home the seal meat 
And <laughs> <laughs> we have these like blankets taking care up of the around our heads. Yeah. We were not sober. <laughs> we were not sober. <laughs> but <clears throat> I don't even know where this this even I don't know came how this came or, about. Or, it was I so really organic know. and so spontaneous and it was so much fun. And we were just like laughing and we had the best time ever. And I almost we've never even done that same role play again because I feel like it's so special we can't repeat it. <laughs> maybe maybe your first night in the new house. <laughs> maybe maybe the so. Eskimo back. Yeah. Oh my god. I really I wish we could remember where the heck that came from. I think it's because <laughs> the no blanket it's like looked like, fu- fur like fuzzy. or something. Yeah. So oh my gosh. that's really kicked things off with Bang. And <laughs> I mean, since then we've definitely experimented with a lot of different role play and grown a lot in our our sexual relationship and honestly had a lot of conversations about each other's desires and how those desires are or are not being met. And I think that goes back to just the power of our communication in everything that we do and in every aspect of our, of our relationship, but also with sex, like just being able to like talk about it outside Mm -hmm. of like the real time happening it's like, hey, let's try this. Let's try this. Like, I didn't like that so much. Can we try something different? Um, and I think that sometimes that can feel crunchy and sticky. Right. To and, talk and, about so, that. and charged. Yeah. For some people, it's like if I say that I would like it a little bit different mm-hmm. or totally different than the person that they're communicating it with will think they're, you know, they're crushed or they're defensive or I'm not enough. And it mm-hmm. can just turn into a whole different thing. Right. Right. That goes way beyond sex. But it sounds like all the communication that you needed to have very early on in your relationship has translated into all these other areas. And sex is a huge one. So many people have like sexual communication. When I get into any group of people that want to, that have questions for me about sex and about their partner, most of them are, how do I talk to my partner about dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. The next, the next thing that I get is, is it normal if yeah, (laughs) it's those two things. How do I talk about? I'm like, yeah. You talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, at first it's going to be like maybe really awful and it feels like you're dying. And then it might feel like you're almost dying a few more times that you talk about it. And then eventually you're gonna be like, wow, that was OK. Yeah. But it sounds like you had those elements pretty early on. And um, I would like to touch on, of course, I have to bring up just a little bit. I mean, you know, epic sex, deeply fulfilling relationships. Yeah. We touched on the deeply fulfilling relationship part uh, and the epic sex part. Tantra meets BDSM. I, I was going to bring it up if you weren't. I convinced you both. <laughs> it didn't take much convincing. I was going to say convinced. Okay, we, we were in. using the word convinced, but <laughs> you proposed and invited, which I you're proposed, great at doing. Right. I am the manifester yeah. that I am. Uh-huh. I propose and invite, yes. and you acquiesce. Yes. Or die. <laughs> and Jared and I are pretty much always like, "Yep, yeah, okay. When when is it? Sure. Mm-hmm. Here's our money. <laughs> Amazing. How was that experience for y'all? It was a transformative experience. Yeah. For sure. 100%. Well, one, I had no idea what BDSM actually was. I had no idea the actual difference between dom and sub and the idea of non-consensual domination, which we're all subjected to on a daily basis Mm -hmm. versus consensual domination. And even the how much personal development happened over that weekend and noticing things that triggered me, things that I got excited about, things that made me nervous and scared. and things where I felt uncomfortable and just playing in that energy was so powerful because it's not something that I had ever been introduced to or taught about or even watched somebody else do. And 
I think it was just a, it was another uh, light bulb moment in mm-hmm. terms of how I can experience life. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and life, I like how you say life and not sex. Yeah, life. absolutely. Because it was about, it, it was about Eros and it had sexual elements to it, but mm-hmm. it was so much more beyond penis and vagina intercourse. Yeah. You know what it I mean? Like was it was actually, huge. there was none of that all weekend. Right. Yeah. Really. It was very sexy mm-hmm. at times. It was very sensual at times. But just the potency of like, this is sex in the energy field, but like, we're not actually having sex and I can contain it or give it and all these different things. It was so awesome to have y'all there. And I imagine that there were, there was quite a bit of affirmation in it for you, because if you started right away with the role play and that kind of thing, I bet that there was lots of affirmation. What was your feels? Yeah, I, I left feeling like really proud of our relationship and it felt like, like, I feel like there was a lot of couples who are moving through like mm-hmm. some big energy that was released through this work. Jordan and I were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I was familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And we were moving through Because that's the stuff. power of this, of this work. Like right. it really can. Moves the system. Yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. And it's not that we didn't have our things to look at and our things to explore, but um, for the most part, I felt like we were just like totally in love and obsessed with each other the mm-hmm. whole weekend. It was and- so fucking cute <laughs> when I looked over and they're like okay you know Ohm is the instructor and he's like choose who's the dom and choose who's the sub and there goes Taylor like has the rope that's around yeah. Jared or something and she's just one walking him around and I was like <laughs> okay that makes sense it was oh, just yeah. I I was so proud from that you know you're like proud of your relationship I was sitting on the edges going like my friends are fucking awesome yeah. yeah and that's the other thing is like Jared and I are so open to yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. And that's something I love about our relationship is like there we're just a yes to most things. Like we try not to let any preconceived notions or old programming to define what we are going to experiment with and participate in in our life. Yeah. And I think because of that agreement between us, we've gotten to do some really cool shit. Like really cool that has made our enrich our lives so much because we're able to look at, I mean, I grew up in a very Christian household in a Christian community and with a lot of conservative beliefs around sex and sexuality and, um, you know, navigating these new realms of exploration. I have to be really aware that that programming is there mm-hmm. and just like make a different choice. Right. And go within myself and say, okay, how is this showing up for me? How am I being triggered by this? How is that related to my childhood, how I was brought up? And now I get to create my own life and my own future as an adult. And that feels amazing. And I feel like Jared is very much on the same page as that. Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that helped us most in that BDSM Tantra experience Mm -hmm. was just surrendering to the play of Mm -hmm. it. And just surrendering to the experience and finding all of the the joy and laughter and just how much fun we were having connecting with each other in that way. Right. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, they hear BDSM and maybe you thought this before you were introduced to it as well, where it's this dark, demented mm-hmm. kind of just people who are unhealthy in some way participate in this. And you just said joy, laughter, lightness, oh, yeah. fun. So fun. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. like an exhilarating roller coaster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Plus the intention behind it all, because they have the tantric piece and the emotional mm-hmm. release. And yeah, it was so good. 
Mm-hmm. And I love friends that say yes to things like that because <laughs> I, tr- I trust that I will always bring some kind of new. Well, would you like to participate in this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an invitation to participate in that. Uh, and I love that. And we have a community that says yes. And because every time they say yes to themselves and they say yes to their relationships, I feel our bond and friendship getting stronger. And mm-hmm. so while this wasn't really a topic that I wanted to go in today, maybe it's a topic for another set of friends, but just how our unit of the different couples and how we consistently strive and and pull each other up and just the uniqueness and what we all have to share with each other to ensure that we're continuously going in an upward motion and continuing to, to, I think, honor the, the higher version of ourselves or the highest version of ourselves daily. So exciting shit. Mm -hmm. All right, my loves, we're almost done. Last couple of things. All right. Um, some specifics that over the course of your relationship, you know, you've just bought a house, we've got big plans in the future. And what I find really entertaining is, uh, the whole when you're going to put a ring on it situation. <laughs> but it sounds a lot like when I hear the stories and the playfulness that that bubbles up whenever I, you know, we have conversations, you know, Jordan and I talk about the engagement thing, y'all as well. It, it sounds a lot like, are you ready to date? And from the beginning of your story. But yes. anyway, yes, what do you two, like at least a thing or two, um, what comes up for you with what do you put in place to make sure that your relationship stays thriving? I think definitely checking in and making sure that adventure, play, and passion is present and is being activated weekly, if not daily. Because I think Jared and I's biggest shadow in our relationship is a tendency to get really head down in our own worlds. And so if we're not checking in weekly, slash daily to make sure that we're playing, that we're connecting with each other, that we are activating that passion, then it's easy for us to feel distant. And so that looks like, you know, weekly date night. That looks like chasing each other around the house. We do literally constantly, like (laughs) all the time we're chasing each other around the house. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. And, um, and introducing new things that we can learn together. I mean, most recently we took a um, Kundalini and Buddhist meditation certification together. I remember when mm-hmm. you had to pause from one of our weekend adventures with all of the couples out, and I guess we, we were I in Wimberley. Yeah. And then you had to do your yoga and Kundalini meditation. So, from the guy who said, Are you going to grow your armpit out when you brought home Santo? <laughs> he I was know. in it. Was it Kirtan? Uh, Kirtan, yeah. Kirtan. Yeah. He was Chanting. leading. I mean, Jared's, he really has taken to it like a fish in water. Yeah, that's the same. That's the same. He has been leading breath work for like our friends and kundalini exercises. And like, he's just, yeah, he's been amazing with it. But I think my point is that we love to learn together. And so the more time, so the more opportunities we can give ourselves to learn together and then discuss and be able to like ponder these big questions about like the world and how we can be better people and like philosophize about life. It brings us closer together. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I think uh, something that we also do is we take care of ourselves. So we're both responsible for taking care of ourselves so that we can show up more full in our relationship together. Mm -hmm. And 
we both have different shadows when it comes to uh, how we lose ourselves in like the day-to-day rat race of life and calling each other out when it's not happening, mm-hmm. when you're not taking care of yourself. And so if maybe Taylor's working too much or I'm a grumpy asshole, <laughs> like Oof, we, yeah, <laughs> we hold each other up and we call each other higher instead of bringing each other down. Yeah. Super cool. All right, last one. What does adventure and sex, adventure and sex, or you can put it together <laughs> if you'd like, look like for y'all in the next phase of life? Hmm. I, for me, I think it's getting more formal education. I don't know if that's the right word, but more formal training around sex. Like we definitely want to take like a full Tantra workshop, maybe another full BDSM workshop. Um, every time, like I said, every time we get to learn something new together, it activates a new level of connection. Um, and I, I think for both adventure and sex and adventure in insects, that is the core. It's like getting to have new experiences together, learn things together, practice it together, implement into our lives. Amazing. Maybe we should host the next Tantra meets BDSM in the new house. Yeah. In the yoga room. Absolutely. Oh my Actually, God, it would be so a cool location awesome. yeah. for that. Yeah. Our new would house be. is sweet. Planting yeah. seeds. I can't <laughs> wait. I'm so excited for y'all. Yeah. Graduate fucking later. Thank, Thank you. you. I feel like, from my perspective, I mean, that Jamie Wheel podcast so was so powerful. Just introducing the idea of hieroscamos, mm-hmm. of a, a union between a couple for the purpose of like, getting closer to God mm-hmm. and not in like the structured organized religion way of getting closer to god where it's almost like the man owns the woman and you have to pay a dowry of silver <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely not that way too. which you know i don't see anything wrong with that but oh. I mean, if you're role-playing yeah <laughs> actually i actually be, like that yeah, that's a good one. that is a good one yeah uh just the idea of moving our relationship in that direction using that as our north star yeah and like all of the struggle all of the joy, all of the bonding, all of the adventure is on this higher purpose mm-hmm. of divine union, I think mm-hmm. is that next step. I love that so much. And that is for Jordan and I too. I think it's yeah. going to spread like wildfire. It was already present. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. for us, it was already present. It was already a part of what we were doing to a degree and just getting the affirmation from someone mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. both respect mm-hmm. and to have the science behind it and everything. I could feel the the power. I could feel the potency because I I knew in myself I would be one to show up for that practice yeah. because it, it's another element where sex isn't just this dirty thing or this pure thing that you have to wait and save for the husband or save or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the story is around it. Like sex has to be so much bigger mm-hmm. than that. And I'm so glad that you that you mentioned it, where it's like learning new things and also using this for self-realization. Mm-hmm. Yes. Using it as a tool to be even more of me and deeply connected to God. It's just so wild how mm-hmm. like this is how I think about sex mm-hmm. now. <laughs> I mean, of course, I teach anatomy and physiology and I do all the I try to make sex ed cool, but for me. Personally, this is where the practice yeah. is like mm-hmm. well, so good. That's one of the coolest parts about what he talks about because he takes something that is kind of like a scientific materialist viewpoint of like, here's the biology, here's what's happening with the neurochemistry and the biology and everything. And here's how it sends you down that experience of higher realization, higher learning, spirituality. 
Yeah. And knowing that you might not like everything you find yeah. on the path, on the path and in the process, that, you got to clear that karma and continue to show up for it anyway, mm-hmm. which I think mm-hmm. is a marker of a great relationship is continuing to commit over and over each and every day. I choose you. Let's do this again. Mm-hmm. Chase you around the house, mm-hmm. whatever it takes in order to make this thing work. Because like, I, I feel very similarly about y'all's relationship or that you have this, um, present in y'all's relationship like Jordan and I do is where out's not an option. So if out is not an option and we're not going to dangle that, you know, or rub it in each other's face, if out's not an option, how do we turn, return to love as fast as possible? And it's kind of crazy because I mean, it took us a long time to be in, but since we were officially in Mm -hmm. like that conversation has never come up. The conversation of out has never come up. Well, I used to, I used to tell you to uh, call an Uber. You did. (laughs) Yeah. When she was being rude, I'd be like, just get an Uber and leave. The call an Uber. It just became this joke in it's our relationship. Joke, yeah. Like, yeah. call an Uber. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Jared. <laughs> but like, we've never had a serious conversation or even like beyond joking conversation about the out. Right. Yeah. We've just been completely in. Right. And After pre dating. All in. Yeah. We've We're been high fiving. All in. <laughs> and if out is not an option, in <laughs> then is you have to high it. Five. <laughs> then you have to high five and onward and upward. Yeah. Lighter and brighter. Do mm-hmm. we can just continue? Down path. You have that you want to More words. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you both for having this conversation. I is this your first podcast doing this like doing this together? Yeah. Yeah. We've done another we did interview. A video interview, but it's not. But podcast. not a podcast. And that was like like okay. I don't know five minutes long. I'm excited because I know y'all came into the studio today and had no idea what direction I was going to take us in knowing that I'm that sex chick and this is that sex podcast and two people who probably don't get in front of a microphone and get asked sex questions. Y'all did really great. Thank you. Really. Thank you for spending your time, more of your time with me. (laughs) I love you. I see you like every day. So yes. And uh, yeah. And different roles and different roles, which is also cool. You should do a whole podcast about dynamic friendship yes it's pretty cool that would be on the way and then we'll also have to do another show where we talk about how you bring your business and your um i was just going to say all kinds of words your business branding savviness your up leveling all the stuff the the online stuff Mm -hmm. blended with my sex stuff and we make magic at events together but that's a conversation for another, another time i love you both thank you so much for being here today thanks so much for listening to today's show If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.